Hello and welcome to Talkie Talk, podcast for the mediabias.com. Shouldn't say that. Welcome to Talkie Talk, <laughs> podcast for the mediabias.com. You should say, Welcome to Talkie Talk. <laughs> welcome to Talkie Talk, <laughs> the offbeat movie podcast. <laughs> Just take all the intros from it's all the, the podcasts. It's the, yeah, it's the podcast of intros. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Brent and I am here today with TJ. Yeah. And David. Hello. And we are going to do a quick little short podcast for you where we induct a movie into the Talk of Fame. This is one of our automatic inductions into the Talk of Fame, and this is uh, TJ's pick. TJ, what are we inducting today? It was my second pick, I believe, for the non-vote I yep. put in. It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. And today we're putting in Jurassic Park. Bum, 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 bum. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Probably my favorite movie of all time. Oh. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily the best. Mm-hmm. Probably the worst out of the five I'm going to be putting in. But it's just a perfect action movie. Yeah. If you watch this when you're a kid, it is an unassailable movie. It is I'm responsible for a little insight into TJ's life. Now, the only time I've ever prayed was on the way to the theater to see Jurassic Park. And I prayed that it wouldn't be sold out. Okay. <laughs> I was that excited. I read the book when I was like seven. And loved it. It's so based on the 1990 Michael Crichton book. And uh, it's just fucking perfect. I did rewatch it uh, for the probably the 50th time. More than that, probably. This week, leading up to this, I know David watched it as well. I did. I, I did read David's Letterbox review, which was hilarious and, <laughs> and good, both. And uh, one thing I did pick up this time that I've... It was the first time I'd watched the movie, kind of not just having blind fun. Mm-hmm. And one thing I definitely agree with you on is that... We, we talked uh, in previous podcasts about me and Brent awarding movies to actors, uh, mm-hmm. who wins the movie, kind of. <clears throat> yeah. And I do agree, it's Laura Dern in this. She is yeah. so fun and young. It's a young Laura Dern. I mean, she's in her, she's younger than all of us in the movie. She's in her mid to late 20s. Yeah. She'd already been, it, it had been like eight years since, or seven years since Blue Velvet, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she was known. Not not super famous. Uh, Billboard wanted to keep it kind of mm-hmm. right dialed back a little bit with the fame. Well, he wanted the dinosaurs to be the star, and they were. Yeah, it worked. But yeah, it's it's Laura Dern's great, and that that character of Ellie Sadler is a grad student in the book. Mm. And she's only like twenty one, and there's not really a romance there between her and Grant in the book. She's just kind of his right hand man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he based off Jack Warner, which is like the big celebrity. <laughs> archaeologist from the time but she is phenomenal in the movie yeah she's she's incredible and gives really true reactions to the dinosaurs I feel like when the during the like T-Rex chase scene with her and Muldoon and Ian Malcolm and she just repeatedly yelling shit at the top of her lungs it's like <laughs> that's what I would do probably yeah and it's also really impressive that uh she's from an acting generation that didn't have any prior experience in like green screen acting right and like react to this thing that's not here, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of them were there. That, that's that's part of why I think they got good reactions from the kids too. Is that they got to interact with like the the jeep scene where the T Rex breaks into the jeep. That's an animatronic dinosaur. Oh, right, it's there, so they get to see it. They know what they're reacting to at least. Right. It was a good mix. Well, uh, for these uh, auto inductions, we still like to to put it through sort of the mini gauntlet, if you will, tiny the, uh, gauntlet, little little little, little baby, baby gauntlet. gauntlet. Uh, so I'm just gonna hit on the main things and uh, tell me what was tell me why this hit the mark in these categories. Uh, 
entertainment. <laughs> it's like a 12 out of 10 for entertainment. It's, it's incredible. The most reason that you would put it in. I yeah. mean, not that we're voting on it, but right. it is just like raw entertainment from the very beginning to the very end. Even the uh, like talking scenes or introduction scenes, it's still entertaining. If, if you could only, if aliens landed on Earth and was like, uh, they had some awareness, they had been listening to our podcast, let's say, sure. and they, uh, they had heard us talk about popcorn movies, and they're like, show me your greatest popcorn movie. I think I might show them Jurassic Park. Just like, sit in the theater with this on the big screen with a big bag of popcorn, yep. uh, big soda, and just have fun. Great job of putting the, another thing that I always put into entertainment is, the movie has deaths, it has four Mm-hmm. Deaths, uh, three of which are kind of on screen. I guess you don't really see Mr. Arnold perish, right? But their characters, there's only kind of two good guys that die, and they're very minor characters. Um, you feel bad for the guy in the first scene, the pre-credit scene, mm-hmm. but you don't know that character at all. And when Gennaro dies and Nedry dies, you know, you're kind of happy to see Nedry go. Yep, it's satisfying. And uh, kind of same with Gennaro; he's a douche. You don't want him to die necessarily, but yeah, that's like a Spielberg hallmark too, which is like you're never feared for the kids or Mr. Hammond or Ellie or Grant. You never, I'm never, I never think they're not going to make it. Right? Bad guys get punished. Good guys win in Spielberg movies. Yeah, and you get enough of the, like I said, Muldoon and Mr. Arnold dying, mm-hmm. which kind of goes like, mm-hmm. man, that sucks. But yeah. you move on quickly, right? Uh, as far as the uh, script story. I think a lot of this is due to Michael Crichton. It's a it's a fantastic read, and it is very different from the movie. Um, I recommend if you're a fan of the, uh, if you've never gone back and read it, just go read it. It's, it'll be a quick, like, you'll read it in a day type book. So is, it, is it different enough to be fun? Or did, would, yeah. would extreme familiarity with the movie kind of make it boring? No. Okay, I think good. it's different enough. The best scene in the book is not in the movie, in my fun. It's the There's a scene where the T-Rex is chasing... Grant and the kids through a river. It's really fucking good in the book. Mm. Uh, performances in the movie we've kind of already touched on. Uh, I'll throw out that I also really love Jeff Goldblum in this movie. Yeah, my my revisit, like in looking back on it, talking about owning the movies, my my thought beforehand was that Doctor Ian Malcolm has like all of the memes. Mm-hmm. He w- wins like the meme war from this movie. But uh, while I like him, like he doesn't uh, loom as large as I thought he did. But he's still very Goldblum unique in, in the movie. He deli- delivers it with a dryness that equals the dialogue he's given, I think. Yeah, but I really like you know when they have the, the dinner of the Chilean sea bass and they're debating like the morality of Discovery and all that. I really, uh, I really like the dialogue he gets. I think it's like a little deeper than the movie needs. It sounds semi-negative, but you mean, you know what I mean. Like, it doesn't need to go into this, the morality of what they're doing, but it does. And I think it's uh, it it a little bit deeper. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what separates this from a lot of similar movies. Yeah. Is that it has those touches, but it doesn't it doesn't lay it on too heavy so you can get back to your, your running from dinosaurs. Yeah, it gives you that character who kind of told you this from the beginning. Like, I told you so character. The pacing of the movie is, is incredible, I think. Oh, yeah. it's, got, it's unreal. Um, it's some of the best I've ever seen. There's just no, there's no downtime. Yeah, and even the downtime is interesting. Yeah. 
the catching breaths and going back to the control room for what's going on with all the you know electronic locks and whatnot. I was gonna say one of the best instances of like in English, please, how to deliver that to an yeah. audience is like watch this video that we're gonna show the tourists. Like fucking brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's like here's it's temporary music, but we spared no expense. Right. Uh, we always ask how impressive was the technical achievement in a movie, and this is an all-timer. Fucking holds up. 25 yeah, years later. It is. They're amazing. Yeah. They don't look... They look like real dinosaurs still. I saw. I recently saw a clip, uh, just a very brief clip, of uh, from 1998's Godzilla. Hmm. Oh, God. Awful. Yeah. It looks so bad. It looks so 90s. Jurassic Park just still looks like a movie that... Could have made that movie today. If you're like, uh, if you're in the studio and pitching like the debate of we'll just CGI it versus practical effects, I think this movie is your argument. Yeah. It's like watch Jurassic Park now and get back to me, telling me that it's, <laughs> like, it'll be better with CGI. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Computer generated images, CGI. Uh, <laughs> also the uh, <laughs> the sound of the movie, sound mixing, sound editing, top notch. God. It's just so incredible. Just like the sound when they're in the kitchen and the velociraptor is going by. The sound of its nostrils. And you see like the breath go on the thing. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. And little stuff too. Like the sound of the jeep falling through the tree. is so good. Mm-hmm. Like every little crick you feel like you hear it. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's coming. And uh, I thought they did a really good job uh, in one scene where Hammond's on the phone with Grant after Lex has... In the most dated part of the movie, <laughs> solved the computer problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, the only thing that's uh, that's that age well. The, yeah, yeah, it's just to go inside the internet. Yeah, this. this is Unix. I got it. But uh, how come Samuel L. Jackson couldn't have just like clicked all those little buildings too? <laughs> it's like they would have gotten there, right? It would take two million lines of code. It's like, well, you could just like click around. And, <laughs> yeah. That's not it. That's not it. You just got a right click, Sam. But no, there's a scene there where he's talking to them and the raptors break through the glass and you hear Laura Dern say, like, they're breaking through the glass, oh my god, through the phone. Mm-hmm. You hear gunshots. really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, the sound, uh, the score. No. Jurassic Park. Probably my favorite score of all time, dude. Yeah. It's just so perfect. Immediately recognizable for a reason. Mm-hmm. One of those kind of scores. It's up there with Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And just like that kind of score. That's... I think there's. I the, had it on tape and I listened to it. There's yeah. the two like triumphant themes. I think the action themes, the musical themes, are kind of more. They're not as uh, um, immediately recognizable, but it's because it lets the action be the star. Yeah. Rather than you know some movies with heavy, heavy musical scores, it's like okay we get it. I yeah. feel that way about like the Pirates of the Caribbean score sometimes when they're doing like action. It's like we get it. Nice. That's true. Uh, this is a this will be a fun one for this uh, of those involved with the film. Is this uh, where does this stand on list of career achievements? Let's start with Steven Spielberg. Oof. That's tough. I think it could crack his top five. I, I think, think so. if you made a list of five essential Spielberg movies, this has to be on there. This would be the like. Probably the action representative for me. It would have to be the like what's summer the, blockbuster. What's in there for you guys? Not to extend the mini to. I'm gonna pull it up because there's so many. I figured. I think Jaws is probably in there. I think Jaws has to be. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sure. I'd um, probably put it in there. It was my indie movie on VHS that I watched over and over and over again. I think. 
Uh, I've never seen Schindler's List, so I can't put it in, but I understand some people that would. I would imagine it needs to be in there, <laughs> even that's though a, I, have, I still haven't seen it. That's fun for me, being that I'm usually the one who like hasn't seen these movies that feel like people like us should see. I think I'm the only one out of the four of us that have seen it. I don't know if Chris has. Schindler's List? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you have it in there? I'm looking at the... I'm going to scroll through real so, quick. I think if I made a list of five, I think it would be Jaws, Raiders... Schindler's List, uh, Jurassic Park, and Saving Private Ryan. I completely forgot about Saving Private Ryan. It's, it's, it's hard for l- me to like separate the most, the five most important contributions Steven Spielberg made to cinema culture versus like my favorites. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my personal <laughs> five would be Jaws, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, and Munich. I think for my five. But I know I'm a, not that people don't like Munich, but I fucking am in love with Munich. Yeah, Munich's, Munich's really good. Yeah. I need to go back and watch it again. Oh, we all just, I also just, we, I, fuck, E.T. I forgot E.T. Close Encounters is incredible. I'm not yeah. a big E.T. guy, and I'm not the biggest, uh, I think I've seen maybe three uh, Close Encounters once. I need to watch it again with more appreciative eye this time. I might put, it's a weird one, but for, if we're talking favorites, Minority Report. That's really great fucking action love movie. that movie. I mean, maybe with Spielberg, the, pro- the problem is that we just picked five. In the With Spielberg? Yeah. It's I mean, tough. a top ten is tough enough. We're leaving out one of the most dominated Oscars of all, movies of all time in The Color Purple. We're leaving out Lincoln. Lincoln. Or just uh, another satisfying, uh, entertaining movie, Catch Me If You Can. Mm-hmm. Great. Frank Love Day I. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I don't think it would be his number one greatest movie, but I think it's. I think with Spielberg, it's so he's so big, it doesn't matter. Like it's. It, I would definitely hear that argument. I guess is, but there's like seven Spielberg movies where I'd be okay. Is this uh? Where does this stand for? I don't. I mean, it's probably Richard Attenborough's greatest on-screen role. See, so this is a remake of like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. <laughs> yeah. Um. How about Jeff Goldblum? Best Go- best Goldblum performance, or I'd probably say so. I would too. Think so. But I'm open to other one. Oh, the only other one I'm thinking of is The Fly. Just the uh, or bringing that to life. That like the horror of that reality mm. to life. He's really good at that, especially when he's got the makeup on and the physicality. Yeah. The rest of them is like it's a other turns of the same kind of thing for Goldblum. Like Independence Day seems like. Dr. Ian Malcolm versus Aliens. Of course, because he even repeats the line, must go faster, must go faster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's that, probably. The Fly is the a good one. It's also not really an acting showcase movie, so it, it's not going to rank as highly for some actors on their, like, it's not Sam Jackson's greatest performance. No. Or anywhere near it. But that's not really what this movie's about. It doesn't take the time to... to you can't really take the time. It might be Laura Dern and Sam Mills for me, though. I just... Yeah, Sam Laura Dern for... has arguments on movies, but I think she's so good in this, and Sam Mills just doesn't really have a catalog that I yeah, would go crazy about. Better than Event Horizon. Uh, this movie uh, yeah. was definitely financially successful. It was. It, did it become the highest grossing movie of all time? Is it the one that broke E.T.'s record? I don't know. I think, I think so. it did. I think... E.T. broke uh, Star Wars record. 
So it was Lost World, the highest grossing movie of all time, at one point, too? No. No. At that point, uh, Titanic had already come out. Oh, uh, I thought Lost World was earlier. Was it 98 or 97? Lost World it was, was 97. 97. So it would have been the same year as Titanic. So. It may have been for like a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. And then... It we the- also had the re-release of Star Wars in 97, which added to Star Wars total, too. Oh. And I think that's what coincided with Lost World. So Star Wars took it back in 97, and then Titanic destroyed everything. Yeah, for... Yeah. Um, 12 years. Movie, I think, was definitely important to film history, because it's uh, it ushered in the CGI age, I think, more than any more than any other movie. It did, but it also highlighted like how hard you have to work and how yeah. good you have to be at your job to actually pull that off. Oh, true. It definitely... There are a lot of bad movies that existed because of Jurassic Park. Um, Including the two sequels. Right. The first two sequels. Um, is it one of the best movies in its genre? I think we've already hit on that. Yeah. Uh, genre just being... It's, Even if it's just action. Yeah. It has it has aged remarkably well, uh, and that's why it's in the talk fame. Any other thoughts you want to say on Jurassic Park? It's great. If you haven't seen it, I want to know who you are. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> have you done I wanna, that? I want to know how you're listening to movie podcasts. Right. If you haven't <laughs> yeah. seen Jurassic Park, that's good call. Venn diagram is like two circles in separate rooms separated by miles. Yeah. The rooms are in different cities. Yeah. Cool. So, all right. Well, this has been a uh, thanks for thanks for joining us. This has been a little mini talky talk from uh, us here at themediabias.com. Me <laughs> laying a bed for you. Yeah. <laughs> Problem is, I want to I want to do it too. So uh, <laughs> yeah, check out our uh, check out our site and see our stuff at mediabias.com. Join our Facebook groups: media uh, movies by us, TV by us, games by us. Also, follow our page on Facebook, The Media By Us. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter, at The Media By Us. And, uh, you don't need a magic word to follow our Twitter. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> Send us an email at themediabyus.gmail.com. Uh, yeah. Trump's Boris. I laughed out loud at that part of your review. The, the, you got to say the magic word, Trump's, I am invincible. <laughs> <laughs> It's unfair to GoldenEye, guys. We should be comparing to Jurassic Park. <laughs> that was mean. Um, I hate this hack of crap. <laughs> and uh, leave us a rating, and please subscribe. And that'll do it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Clever girl. Yeah, thank you, you clever girls.